Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Welcome back everyone to episode three of Life on the Farm. I just wanted to kick off today's podcast by saying thank you so, so much to every single one of you who took the time to show your love, support, and kindness for this podcast. I was so excited to share it with you all and it meant the world to me to get such amazing feedback back. And I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to share my experience and my journey with you all. And I'm excited to just grow this community and continue to meet new people through it, as well as just be able to stay connected with those of you who are already in my life. So yeah, I just wanted to share, you all had me smiling at my phone. I was absolutely over the moon. I really couldn't have asked for a better reception of it. And I'm just really excited to continue moving forward with it. So that brings us back to what today's podcast is all about. And if you read this title, it's all things quarantine, the good, the bad, the ugly. What has a pharmacy student been up to with just so much time on our hands, as well as what I've been doing to prep for appies. And so just a little bit of context to make sure that we're all on the same page. Appies are the last year of rotations in pharmacy school. So after two years of didactics at UCSF specifically, our third year is now purely rotation based and so these are our advanced practice pharmacy experiences and so that is how we finish off our third year before we go ahead and graduate and take our board exams so without further ado let's get into it Alrighty, so my quarantine chronicles kick off on March 16th but I guess technically the week before the 16th was a Monday gloomy Carl was out whatnot and The week prior was actually when the announcements had been made that we'd be working from home moving forward, that social distancing needed to be put into place. And so Friday the 13th was actually our last infectious disease exam. And normally we are split up into two rooms for our summatives, but this time we were split up into five and it worked out quite well. I was in the IRC, so I was on the ninth floor. There are these big long tables that we use and so everyone got one of those and that worked out pretty well considering normally we have two desks and they're quite small. They're like triangular and they're about the size of your lap, but you need a lot of stuff during the summative. You have your pens, your calculator, your scratch paper. You have the cases that they print out and give to you as well as other materials that you may need, not to mention your iPad is sitting there and then you have your water and if you need a snack and whatnot. So there's all these things and normally it can get a little bit cramped in some of our other rooms, but it was nice being able to spread out a little bit in the IRC. So that was really nice. But like I said, the following two weeks, we're all going to be work from home or remote on Zoom. And so those were our professional and synthesis weeks. Normally, we only have one at the end of every block, but this was our last time to have these weeks before we go on rotations in a few weeks or what would have been a few weeks. And so it was a little bit longer. So that weekend went by, it was great dandy, and then I was actually in the middle of the Face Yourself Challenge at Barry's. I had never taken classes before doing that challenge, but I was four away from doing 20 in 30 days, so that was wild. And so that Monday, I woke up, went to my class, came home, had a nice relaxing morning, made some coffee, breakfast. It was a hair washing day, if you understand what that means, and so it was great just being able to like wash my hair, relax, and then just log into class, and it worked out really well. But on the 16th, this was actually the day it was announced in San Francisco that the shelter in place would be taking effect on Tuesday. And so my mom actually suggested that I come home for a little bit just because classes were remote. And I only packed enough for two weeks because apparently when I heard global pandemic, I didn't think, you know what, this might last a little longer. 
So that was definitely something um, that initially I was like, I don't know what you were thinking. And then eventually it worked out because I slowly but surely started to move home over the next couple of months. But I can get into that a little bit later. So that Monday, packed up enough stuff for two weeks, like I've mentioned, and I went home and it was great because my mom already works from home. My brother was about to come back because he goes to UC Davis and their spring quarter was completely remote. So that was going to be fun. And so now instead of, you know, texting my mom like that unimportant stuff throughout the day, you know, like those memes about texting your mom when you ate a chicken nugget for lunch. Now I could do it in real life. So that was really fun. And I'm really glad that we both still love each other at the end of these four months because it's been such a ride. I love it. But no, actually, we get along super well. So it's really cool just being able to hang out. And I've had an amazing time. At the same time, I jumped on the Netflix bandwagon. So I watched Tiger King. Did Carol Baskins do it? You know what? I'm kind of liking her for it. But I think what would be really interesting is if they made another series based off like discovering or like investigating that whole situation even further. I caught up on Love Island UK. UK is the best version in my opinion. I love season five. Season six is what I needed to catch up on, but season three is the best. If you are looking for unlimited British content, that is the place to go. As far as other Netflix recs from this time period of quarantine, I really loved All American, Ozark, Selling Sunset. Drama's like, okay, but the houses, phenomenal. Outer Banks was pretty good. Loved the bold type. Never have I ever. And I even watched, rewatched Bend It Like Beckham for the first time in a decade. So that was a really wild throwback, but it's really good, even though it's like from a, quite a while ago. But then I realized like that's the same age as myself. So it's not that old. This is also when my TikTok addiction really set into place. I was on TikTok prior to this, um, but now I just it literally takes nothing for me to sit there and scroll for like an hour and then realize, oh, I'm thirsty and be like, oh my God, it's been an hour. So that hasn't been like the most fun, but I'm getting better at it. There's always room for improvement. The one good thing that did come out of it though, is that if you know me in real life, I don't know how to do anything domestic. Like I can clean, I guess that counts, but cooking, baking, like, no, that's definitely not something we want to put me in charge of and so I was actually seeing a lot of recipes on TikTok and one of my favorite ones is a peanut butter and jelly quesadilla and if you're wondering what the recipe is it's so great because it's literally in the name and so it's peanut butter jelly and a tortilla so I like peanut butter you can use almond butter obviously I like grape jelly I feel like it's the better jelly but I know people love strawberry so whatever makes your heart the warmest go for it and then you just put half on one side of a quesadilla half on the other side fold it up put on the stove and you are good to go it is phenomenal cannot recommend it highly enough so that was basically what happened for the two weeks as far as what I was doing outside of school but just to touch upon what we were doing in school at the time it was a lot of preparation for what to expect on appies pearls that they thought would be important for us to know talking about how to work on our CVs, building our professional portfolio, so like LinkedIn's and stuff. But at the same time, something that we do is an integrative case. And so we had oncology right before infectious disease. So our integrative case basically works out to being in a four-person group. And you take the case, which included oncology and infectious disease, and you come up with recommendations based off the patient chart you are given. And then you go ahead and defend your decisions to the class and so we just went through and since it was on zoom he just picked a random number and we would just go through our powerpoint saying what changes we made and then defended it if there were any questions from faculty so that's always really great because it's a great way to put together all the information we've learned over the last couple of weeks into a comprehensive case 
So yeah, basically the only other things we do during synthesis and professionalism weeks are some surveys just to get a better understanding of how you're feeling as a student, what you think of your cohort, as well as what you think of the curriculum. So it's great in that sense and being able to give feedback, but it is such a wild time when you all go over it together as a class because they do release all the responses anonymously. So it's quite interesting just to see where everyone's at and how everyone's feeling. But that basically sums up March. Uh, the last thing that happens in March was there was supposed to be the first of our two spring breaks following those professional and synthesis weeks. And it's unfortunate because my friends and I in pharmacy school were actually planning to go to Europe, which would have been so, so fun. We were planning to go to Paris, Brussels and Amsterdam. We were definitely looking forward to it. But it's OK. Things don't always work out the way you want them to. And that's totally fine. Luckily, we were able to get refunds, so there's a silver lining in that. And maybe this can be something we do after quarantine, um, maybe after we become pharmacists. How exciting. And just like a way to reunite with one another. I think that'll be really cool. So definitely looking forward to maybe making that happen in the future. At the same time, I was also supposed to speak at the Northern California Pre-Pharmacy Symposium that last weekend, which is put on by the Pills Club at Berkeley. And so it would have been really great just to see all of my friends in Pills who are now going to pharmacy school this coming fall. But I know they're going to do great things and I'm so, so proud of them. So again, things don't always work out the way you want them to. and That's totally fine. But it wasn't all, you know, um, negative or anything like that because the wellness committee at UCSF, which is just basically made up of pharmacy students who put on really fun activities. So there's gingerbread decorating contests like in the wintertime and then a pharmacy pickup line contest for Valentine's Day. Just things like boost morale and promote wellness and all of that. They put on a I think it was called School of Pharmacies Got Talent. Yeah, that's definitely what the name was. And it was super cool because anybody could sign up and then perform their talent on Zoom. So it was all virtual. And so that was really great because it was an opportunity to see everyone. And I actually ended up playing the ukulele and I played I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. My brother had taught me how to play it when he came back. And then I just kept playing it. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just share this amazing talent I now have with everyone? So if you listen to that, bless your heart because yeah. But really, it was such a great opportunity to see how talented people are in pharmacy. I feel like when you get into the professional world, it's so easy just to talk about pharmacy all the time because it's what you do day in and day out. And that's great and dandy. And there's definitely a place for that in conversation. But I thought this was so awesome because it gave us the opportunity to highlight these other aspects of people's personalities and identities that doesn't get talked about like ever for any reason. And so it was great seeing people sing and uh, perform poetry, play the piano and just do all of these different sorts of things. I thought that was such a great idea. And it's one of those things that UCSF definitely prides itself on is taking care of our wellness and things. And I thought that this was a great way to go ahead and yeah, make sure that this was highlighted. And so if you ever have the opportunity to perform, you should take it. You should put your talents on display because honestly, it's just really fun to celebrate other people for what makes them so unique. And for that reason, that spring break turned out to be really awesome in its own way. But I think that goes ahead and wraps up March. It was only two weeks until April, but those two weeks felt longer than the last 23 years of my life. But that's beside the point. So I guess now we go into April. So we now head into April, my favorite month. These four weeks flew by, flew by unfortunately faster than the idea that injecting disinfectant would knock out COVID-19, but that's a whole nother discussion. 
But the month of April was basically dedicated to working on our discovery group project. And so again, just to give a little bit of background, I may have mentioned it before, but our first year we go ahead and rank all of the different uh, topics that we may be interested in. And at the beginning of P2 year, once we are in that large umbrella group, we go ahead and pick our specific project within it. So for my group, I was originally put in the umbrella group called Health Systems Pharmacy. And then on the first day of Discovery Group, it's like a three-hour lecture that happens, I'd say, once a month to once every other month. We sat down, They did the, our preceptors gave us a presentation, and we see on the whiteboard that there were papers with pre-picked or pre-planned presentations already on them. And so we were wondering, like, how are we going to pick? And at the end of the presentation, they're like, oh, so whenever you have a chance, go ahead and sign up for one. And we all kind of weren't sure if they meant like right now or in a little bit. So someone asked and they're like, oh, I mean, you guys can go now if you want. And we all sprinted towards the board. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And and like within three seconds, I think we had decided what everyone was going to do. It was hilarious. But yeah, that's how I ended up in the Correlates of Heart Failure group with the other Discover Girls. So there's four of us. Honestly, the best group ever. So hardworking, so fun to just be able to collaborate with. So I feel very lucky to have gotten the group that I did. And the way that it was supposed to work, like I mentioned, is that we had that three-hour lecture once every month to month and a half, two months. And then the month of April, as well as the first week of May, was dedicated to writing the manuscript. And so the manuscript is made up of the background, the methods, results, discussion, and conclusion. And so the way it was supposed to be structured before COVID was we were supposed to meet in person with our group three times a week for three hours in one of the smaller S rooms, as well as check in with our preceptors once a week for an hour to give our presentation up to the point that we had completed. In my opinion, I think it worked out really well that we were able to do it remotely because we were able to continue like with our work schedules and whatnot and then be able to incorporate the discovery group into our schedules however we found it best between the four of us. And so I think it also was a great idea because some days were a lot more hectic than others. So some days you're waiting for feedback or for approval of something and other days you're just doing like full data collection and all of that. And so it really just depends where you are in the process. And so I think it worked out really well that we were given the autonomy to go ahead and figure out how we wanted to best delegate our time. But since COVID-19 did occur, the way that it ended up working out was that we met whenever we needed to as a group of the four of us, and then we had a one-hour Zoom meeting with our preceptors and still gave our presentation. So we were definitely in a hands-on type of group, and so that worked out really well. But then to talk about how our specific group broke it down, we wrote the background pretty early on and then definitely got into our methods quickly so that we could go ahead and start doing data collection. I think data collection would probably be one of the most time-consuming parts. We worked with about 250 yeah, electronic medical records, and so that was definitely time-consuming on top of having to analyze it using the REDCAPS program. And so we just split that up between the four of us. We did 65 patients each, I believe. And so that was one of those things where we didn't need to necessarily be sitting together to do it. And as long as we finished it by the deadline we all agreed upon, it worked out perfectly. So from there, we were able to move on to our results and working with the statistician, which was really interesting to go over our statistical analysis such a great learning experience, and then go into our discussion of our results and then 
create our conclusion. So by the end of the five weeks, we had a draft of our manuscript done and we will continue to work on our present PowerPoint presentation throughout the course of the year. We hope to present at CSHP and ASHP, which should be really fun. I've never presented before, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. But then at the end of our P3 year, so I think May or June of 2021, we are going to go ahead and present it to the rest of our class. Because I think that's also such a cool aspect of it is that we were working on our project, but so were our classmates. And so we get the opportunity to see what they did. And so that'll be really fun. Again, just to get back together with everyone, whether it be virtually or not, and just to see what work everyone was doing during those five weeks. Then basically for the rest of April, I was doing Chloe Ting workouts daily or trying to following some of her program. She's a fitness guru. I've mentioned her before, I know, but my friend and his cousin were actually doing her workouts and we're like, oh, you guys should try it. So my friends and I did it over Zoom like every day or whatever. We started with the 14 day ab shred, killer, but highly recommend. And then we went to the 21 or 25 day one. And then they all went on rotations and then it kind of died from there. But that's because they were out being amazing student pharmacists and I was left on my off block. But that's a different story. And then I was also taking walks throughout my neighborhood, which was really nice. Just getting some vitamin D, a change of scenery. It's nice to mix things up. It's also really hot where I'm from. So that's been a whole nother adjustment period because the Bay is so nice. San Francisco has such nice weather. In my opinion, I really like that more gloomy, foggy weather. And so being back here has been... It's been something else, let me tell you. The other thing that happened in April is banana bread really came on the scene. And I feel like a lot of you have already been on this, but I just need to throw it out there. Adding chocolate chips is, it's phenomenal. Granted, I didn't make this banana bread. As I've said before, I can't cook or bake. My mom 100% did. But adding chocolate chips, I think, is a phenomenal idea. It may take away from the essence of the banana. So I get that argument, but just thought I'd throw it out there. The other part of April, the reason it's my favorite month, maybe a little bit selfish or biased, it's my birthday month, actually. So my birthday was on the 22nd, and I am so lucky to have such amazing friends and family in my life who made me feel so loved, even though we couldn't spend the day together. They totally didn't have to do anything, but they really went above and beyond. And hopefully next year we can do it all together in person. I would love to. I think Sherry and her boat would be so happy to see us. But yeah, tourist season. Love that for me specifically. I was also doing paint by numbers, which was really fun until I got to like the last three numbers and it really wasn't looking right. And I'm confused because it's numbers and paint and I'm not sure if I messed up, if the paint is a little different, but I need to finish that before I go on rotations because I just kind of want to know what it looks like. I don't know why it's taking me so long, but again, engaging my right brain, it's been fun just because it's also something that I wouldn't normally do uh, before quarantine. And then one of the last things I wanted to talk about was the fact that I started to move out of my apartment. So my situation was my apartment lease was going to be up at the end of June and I was always going to be leaving in May, but our landlord found someone for June. And so then we ended up just having to pay through May, which worked out really well. That was the original plan. But as far as physically moving things out went, I just slowly but surely did it over the course of two or three weekends, I want to say. It was like either just a Saturday or a Sunday or I'd go both days. And I took my family's Honda Odyssey. First of all, can we just talk about quick car review? Amazing car. The car is 17 years old, holds up so well, so spacious. You can take seats out, you can put them down. Very zippy. It drives very nicely, handles well. Highly recommend a Honda Odyssey. I'm now considering, is this the car I want for my future soccer mom endeavors? I don't know, but I've honestly been given a lot to think about. So 
that was an eye-opening experience throughout this whole process. But it was really great because it was easy to basically put everything in there and just make multiple trips. I only live like hour and a half, two hours away. So it wasn't the craziest thing in the world to do, not to mention I wasn't doing anything else. So uh, it worked out really well. I was able to get Urban Ritual for the last time. I am so sad. If you were ever in San Francisco and you were looking for boba, again, boba will be a big debate on what is the superior boba place. But my go-to, my ride or die, is Urban Ritual Creme Brulee Latte. If you know me, you know that is the key to my heart. And so I was able to say goodbye for one last time. And it was honestly, it was everything I could have hoped for it to be. So the process worked out really great. I ended up not needing movers. And by doing it little by little, I was able to move things into my childhood room quite easily while cleaning out some of my old stuff and making space for it. So now I am in a more productive setting in my room and I am ready to take on appies. And I don't think I mentioned it yet, but the day I'm recording this is like two days before my first day. So that's super exciting. And I'm really glad that I was able to take care of all of that before starting. This leads us into the month of May. There were much fewer Justin Timberlake memes, I have to say. It could be due to low morale, considering this was our third month of quarantine, which is so crazy to think about. But this opens up with the second of our two weeks of spring break. So that first week was at the end of March, and this was supposed to be our second. It was supposed to divide the end of, or not divide, split the time between the end of Discovery, as well as allowing us time to move to our new site with the beginning of Appies. So this one week I had nothing planned. I was supposed to move out of my apartment, but I had already done this. So basically this break looked like every other day in quarantine, which again, not totally mad about. During this week, I actually decided to start taking a religious studies class at Harvard, as well as the science of well-being class at Yale. Both of these were online. They're through two different uh, course applications. They're called Coursera and EDX. So if you're interested, both of those offer classes like that. You can also Google online classes. It's definitely a thing happening right now because we are in a pandemic and everyone is quarantined. And so I actually went ahead and finished those and started a new one called African American History from Emancipation to the Present. And that one is through Yale. It's free completely. And if you just type that in the first thing that pops up on google it is on that front page all of the materials are linked on a zip file and you just click that it gives you access to all the lectures all the documents it's fantastic i watched the first lecture absolutely incredible and i can't wait to continue doing it throughout my appies i feel like this is such a great option because if you're interested in things outside of what you're going to school for it allows you the flexibility to go ahead and learn them while giving you all the materials at your fingertips so I highly recommend it if you're looking for maybe like a hobby or something. It's really great. Or just if you want to learn more, it's a fantastic opportunity. I definitely think everyone should take advantage of it. So at the end of that break was supposed to be the first day of Appies, and that date was May 18th. And so as I've mentioned before, I actually got two off blocks. Everyone does. And my first off block just happened to be the first block. And so Despite the fact that I don't have rotations right now, I was actually still attending the weekly Appy meetings. So every week our cohort meets all together. And by cohort, I mean the Sacramento cohort. Each um, region does their own meeting on a different day. So we're on Mondays. And so we meet for one to three hours and just go over information that needs to be shared with all of us. And so early on, it was like how to do anticoagulation counseling because everyone has to do two a day how to do a journal club. So they provided us with a template, which was really awesome, as well as going over how to give the presentation and important information to cover. Again, super useful. Nice to know how to do that. But that was basically what my responsibilities were towards appies during this time. 
During the next six weeks, though, I didn't want to have them go to waste. I was definitely interested in continuing to kind of structure my life because up to this point, I was kind of just living day by day and it worked for that time period. But I realized that had I been on rotations, I would have had a certain type of schedule. And so I kind of wanted to hold myself to that. And so I decided to start reviewing my notes from the last two years. And so the way I had my notes divided was I used to do for each block, I would split it up by week. And so I had all my lectures listed under each week. And I basically just started on the first day with, I think, foundation. No, I didn't start with foundations. I started with cardio week one, went all the way back to our very first block and just did a week every single day from that point forward. And so it's worked out really well. I'll actually finish the last week of ID the day before I go on to rotations. So perfect timing. Very glad that I started doing that. And I'm also really glad that I took, um, I, how do I put this? I guess a summary of all the information right before each summative and kind of put it into a synopsis of what was important because that made it really easy once I reviewed all of the weeks to go back and see if what I thought was important for the exam and from that moment in time was something that I then was able to recall because you won't be able to remember all the information. Don't be hard on yourself and try to set unrealistic expectations. But I found that if I was able to remember some of the important details that I had jotted down from reviewing for the exam, that I was feeling pretty good about the material. Other things I did were to start making revisions to my CV. Yes. So for me, I've always had a CV on my computer. I use Google Docs just so I can edit it from anywhere and keep a running tally of all the edits I've made. And so I think starting in undergrad, I got a template from an upperclassman and I've been using that ever since. It's been really great, really simple. I like really minimalistic CVs. I think they just read a lot easier. So I just went ahead and I always update it whenever I start a new position or do a new activity or whatever it is that I need to make sure it makes it on there. I always make sure to just jot it down and write quick things about it. Even if those aren't the bullet points I'm going to keep for it, it's just good from that moment when it's fresh in my head to just write it down. And it also makes it easier for me not to forget. So even if it's messy, at least it was on there. But once I applied to pharmacy school, it's when it, I really started to clean it up and I made it a... Uh, kind of a task for myself throughout pharmacy school to continue to clean my CV up every time I added something to it just because throughout my time at UCSF you apply for different types of positions in organizations or internships and it's really great to have a CV on hand ready to go. So I then kind of changed my style and instead of just throwing things in there I would make sure that every time I did it was clean and ready to go because you never know when you need to pull a CV out to submit to something and it's good to be timely. I worked a lot with the Office of Career and Professional Development, so now I am ready to just go ahead and throw in what I have for my appies. Those are the only spots missing, and then everything else is good to go so that during my next off block when I'm applying to either residencies or fellowships, whatever I end up deciding, I can just go ahead and make those small adjustments and really focus on my cover letters and letters of intent. So just something to keep in mind. If you can keep it going, that's really great. It also makes it less daunting to approach just because you kind of have it already there and you're just adding to it instead of starting from scratch. So just a little tip if you were interested. Another thing I did was update my LinkedIn. So I never had a LinkedIn before going into UCSF and it was actually during one of the professionalism synthesis weeks we had 
where we went over having a LinkedIn, what that should look like and the importance of it. And so that's when the entire class like made one or if they already had one started adding each other. So we added our entire cohort. We added like P2s at the time and like everyone asking, did you guys have like a class in this or something? I keep getting invites on LinkedIn and I was like, ah, yes. So it's actually, it's the perfect opportunity. You're all sitting there doing it. You might as well link with everyone. You'll be colleagues for life anyway. Plus you went through these pivotal three years, two, three years together. So why not link up on LinkedIn? But I think that's really important because on the off chance that someone looks you up on LinkedIn, it's nice to have a picture of who you are professionally. And so I don't think it can hurt. Uh, Just make sure to keep it up to date and that it's professional. I'm trying to think of what other things. So that kind of takes care of what I had originally planned to do. But another thing that was quite unique due to the COVID situation is that we do have a certain unit requirement for each block, but with the spring, we were totally fine because uh, it just worked out that way. So we didn't need to take any electives or anything, but during the other off blocks, we will need to take electives in order to meet the unit requirement because we won't be taking a rotation. But I actually decided during this six weeks to take an elective anyway. I took the pediatric pharmacology elective and that was really great because I was originally interested in peds way back when when I decided to do pharmacy just because I love working with kids and I think just over time nothing wrong with pediatrics obviously I just realized I liked working in adult medicine I think it goes back to that UC Davis experience I've talked about and won't shut up about but yeah I used to be really interested in peds and then I decided you know what let me take this elective because I really definitely want to know more about it And an interesting point that the professor brought up was that even if you don't choose to go into pediatrics, you're definitely still going to need to know this information because one day you'll have kids of your own or you'll be someone's aunt or uncle or you will have friends who have kids who have questions for you. And so it's really great just to have this baseline knowledge of what pharmacology has to do with peds. And so I thought that was really insightful and it definitely made me even more excited to go ahead and take this elective. So we just did that every week. It was twice a week on Mondays and Wednesdays. Lecture was 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And then we had a conference from 5.30 to 6.30 on Wednesday evening. So that was really cool just because it was something to do and it was still, it was pharmacy related and learning and I don't know, it was just fun. I actually really, really enjoyed it. And so topics we covered were pregnancy and lactation, as well as where to find that information, because I think sometimes as important as it is to know info, it's also really great to know where you can look up more information about that. We learned about congenital heart defects and hypertension, specifically in pediatrics. We did infectious disease for peds, as well as epilepsy and diabetes. So all of these disease states that we touch upon in our curriculum, but we don't really get peds specifically, except for in foundations too. We touch upon the fact that they're just treated differently and the fact that they're different therapeutically, but in the blocks themselves, we just barely touch upon peds. So I thought this was really great. We also touched upon sickle cell and cystic fibrosis, and we wrapped up with oncology and pain. So again, just a really great opportunity to kind of stay in the zone of pharmacy and keep some sort of schedule in my life. I also decided to help with the general medicine team at one of the institutions nearby with doing med histories on Thursdays. Yeah, I was on Thursday. And so I would do 8 to 4.30 remotely. And basically my job was once I tiger texted the pharmacists who were on call for that day, they would give me a patient list. I would go ahead and check their file, see what medications they had reported taking PTA or prior to admission. And so these are considered their home medications. Go ahead and corroborate with this website called MedMind, which allows you to check fill histories, but it doesn't show you the full picture. 
and then normally you go ahead and call the patient. I like to check with the pharmacy that is listed as their fill pharmacy just to give me as many pieces to the puzzle because sometimes you don't get the full picture by just using two sources. And so I always like to loop in the pharmacy to make that the third source. And then, of course, talking to the patient themselves or their caregiver just to see how they're actually taking medications. Because a lot of times you'll see patients aren't taking things the way that they were originally written. And you definitely want to have the most accurate picture of what a patient was taking at home so that they're receiving the proper care in the hospital and are given the proper instructions when being discharged. So that's been a really great experience. Thoroughly enjoy working with those pharmacists, have had an amazing time, and I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity again to just stay involved with pharmacy despite not having a rotation. And so that was basically the month of May, kind of a little bit busier, but at the same time moving forward in life. And so that was really great, really motivating, and brings me to the month of June. We have now reached the month of June. I actually opened up this month by creating a quarantine day in the life video with my brother. We only scared our immediate neighbors, not like everyone in our neighborhood. So that was good for the bit. But I also realized that this is the most time we've hung out with one another in the last like six years. And it feels like nothing's changed. Normally we just see each other during the holidays because we're both busy and whatnot. But love that for us. I think that's just a testament to how great of friends we are. I feel like he'll refute that point, but I'm going to state it here that we are friends. This is also when the filmed instances, this doesn't mention all the unfilmed instances, of course, of police brutality were brought to light and the systemic racism in our country was finally being questioned, even though it's been going on for centuries. And so my new Netflix Rex, very different from my early ones and rightfully so, as it's important to continue to educate yourself as I've been doing. I've mentioned 13th before, thought that one was super insightful. I've also watched When They See Us, LA 92, and then the Khalif Browder story. Definitely recommend watching that. Just very important perspectives that need to be taken into consideration. And I think next up, I'm either going to watch They've Gotta Have Us or Teach Us All, which is Brown v. Board of Education. So yeah, just continuing to do that because I think it's so important to never get complacent, but to always be challenging what we think are the right ideas that we've had our whole lives. The other pandemic, you know, on top of racism is COVID-19, of course, the reason we were even in shelter in place and surprise, it's still happening. So please wear a mask. You know, I feel like it's quite straightforward. Just wear a mask. A mask would be great. And then June is also when I got the bright idea to make this podcast. And you know what? I stand by that idea for right now up until this point. So hopefully that continues to be the case. I think this is so far been so good. And if you're listening to this third episode, that means you probably didn't really hate the first two. And yeah, so that was basically the first part of June and takes me up until today, the day that I'm recording this episode. And I'm going to just call that preparing for appies. We are now a couple of days away from the first day. And so now it's important for me to buckle down and get my life together. So things that I do to prepare for appies or that I have done for this particular rotation, I email two weeks in advance and I find out what to wear, when to meet and where to meet. So what to wear, is it going to be scrubs or business professional or business casual? Because you don't know and you want to be prepared for the first day. For me, my hospital operations rotation is my first one. So I will be wearing a white coat, business casual to professional, closed toe shoes are required. And then I'm going to make sure that my white coat is spotless and that I have all my pins situated. I have my name tag on straight, you know, not like slanting sideways because that's something that would happen. I promise. When to meet, I have to meet at 8 a.m. And where to meet. So I know exactly which building I need to be at. I am at a hospital for my, for my fort. Wow. It's getting really hard to speak and I'm going to have to work on this. But 
at a hospital for my first rotation. And so it's a larger campus and there are multiple buildings, but I've actually worked here before. So I knew where to meet when it was mentioned to me in the email. And so something I recommend doing if you're at a larger campus and there are multiple buildings is to familiarize yourself with the map. And so you can go ahead and just look it up on Google or even look up the institution specific site and it's on there and just become familiar where the parking is. I know where I'm going parking is free. So that works out even easier. Find the closest parking lot or where you're designated to park and then figure out your route to that building just to alleviate some of the stress you'll feel on the first day anyway. I leave like super early too. So like 8 a.m. is my start time. I feel like this place isn't very far from where I am, but I'm going to leave like 45 minutes early. I'm just one of those people who then sit in their car and like wait for as long as necessary. Like I'd rather be sitting there for too long waiting rather than rushing to get there. So again, just time management and whatnot. Also, an important question to ask is what to go over. So as I mentioned, hospital operations is my first rotation. I'm not sure what that's going to entail at this institution specifically, but I know it's not too heavy in direct patient care. So they actually didn't give me any guidelines or anything to go over, which is normally the case or any therapeutics to review it and stuff like that. They just asked me to know the institution's values. So look that up. I've got the little infographic in my mind. I am ready to ace this first day. Also, this institution required me to do additional orientation videos and quizzes, and these quizzes were super fun. These are really awesome because they're the ones where you watch the videos the first time, and then you take the quizzes, and they don't tell you which questions you got wrong. They just say fail, and so then you watch the videos three more times and realize that they don't cover the information in the quizzes, so then you keep failing the quizzes, but like it's okay because eventually you pass, and I guess you've built character by the end of it. I don't know, but... Again, make sure that you're on top of your paperwork and things that need to be taken care of before a rotation. Something I'm also planning is what I'm going to eat for lunch because eating is important. Make sure you always make time for that. And so for me, whenever I'm new to a place that I haven't been like familiar with otherwise or haven't been made familiar with, I try to take something that I can eat that doesn't require a fridge or a microwave. You can bring a lunchbox obviously with like ice packs in it so the fridge thing isn't an issue but for me the microwave always seems to be the thing that's a hot commodity and may or may not exist and so I always bring a peanut butter jelly sandwich on the first day. That was probably a predictable move on my part considering my whole quesadilla situation but I find it to be classic it's a timeless choice and more important most importantly it doesn't need a microwave so once I'm able to assess the situation I'm then able to make adjustments so I'll update whatever my lunch ends up being because I know that's super important but yeah that's basically everything that I do to go ahead and prep for appies it's nothing too too crazy but I think the other thing that I have to consider is what I'm going to take with me. And so I actually have my bag with me and I'm going to go ahead and start going through it. First things first, I will go ahead and pack my laptop, but I'm currently using it. So it's not in there yet. I will also include my laptop charger just in case I use it a lot. I don't want it to die on me. I also have a phone charger in there in case my phone needs to be charged or if my AirPods do, I do have AirPods, but I also pack wired headphones just in case those die or if I just need to listen through another device or something. I just make sure I have them on me because I don't know, I feel like it's just good to have headphones. You never want to be without them. I also have my folding clipboard, which I bought off of Amazon. I recommend just waiting for the fundraiser at school so the money goes back to your class. But that's really great because you're able to keep your papers really compact and also provides extra protection and privacy by being able to fold it so people can't see what you're walking around with. 
I also have plain printer paper on the chance that I just need plain paper. I also have pens, so I like to keep black pens with me as well as a set of colored pens. And I mean like the actual like rainbow colored pens, like orange, yellow, green, like all of that, just in case you need to like differentiate between things or annotate something. Or for me, when I take a med history, I really like being able to write in different colors based on what source I'm getting information from. So like from the patient, I'll do orange and then from like the pharmacy I'll do green and then from MedMine I'll do red so it just makes it a lot easier to kind of differentiate between some information sometimes. I also keep a small notebook with me and this I normally keep in my white coat pocket just to be able to quickly take out, jot some notes down, put it away but be able to refer to on the fly. I also carry the peripheral brain for the pharmacist. It is a book with a lot of guidelines and therapeutic notes that APHA actually had on sale and so I decided to go ahead and get it and thought it'd be really handy to have that information at my fingertips. I also have a calculator with me in case I need to do like vanco dosing or other stuff. You never know. It's good to have a scientific calculator. I also have wipes and hand sanitizer because corona and also just general health and sanitization. I have extra hair ties and bobby pins with me just because I'm the type to always need them and always lose them and so I should have extras. I also have floss just in case I get something stuck in my teeth during lunch or from a snack and I don't want to go the rest of the day with it in there. I have breath mints just because we're humans and it happens and you don't want to be talking to people so just and have bad breath breath so go ahead pop them in whenever you need to and I like it better than gum because then you don't have to keep chewing it so you're not being distracting but then they go ahead and go away on their own you don't have to like take it out of your mouth or whatever. I also have chapstick just because I don't like chap lips I feel like a lot of people don't like chap lips so just a nice thing to have. I also have my UCSF ID with me until I get my new ID from the site that I'll be at but that'll be given to me on the first day. I will also be including my water bottle. I have a hydro flask which I felt the need to state for some reason and it just keeps drinks so cold and I really want my water to be ice cold and so why not have it stay ice cold for three whole days and me not understand how that's even possible but that I will also be packing. I also like to bring snacks, so I will include a Luna bar, a couple Luna bars. My friend on rotations is past block, used to eat them all the time and she stands by them. I love them, so why not keep them with me? The other thing I will be bringing is a mask. I'll actually have two masks just to make sure, you never know, it's always good to be prepared. And so I will definitely keep one on my face as well as in my bag in the case that I lose one or if I need it for whatever reason. But yeah, I think that goes ahead and sums up everything that I will be doing to prep. So before I go ahead and end off this podcast, I just wanted to talk about really quickly some goals that I have for myself for not only this next rotation, but kind of just over the course of the next year. And so my first one is wanting to stay organized. And so I think every day at the end of the day, I want to take a couple of minutes to go through my computer and sort through all of my downloads and my desktop just to make sure that I have all my documents in a file and so that they're easy for me to access and that my computer doesn't get super like messy and has files floating everywhere and I can't find anything so I definitely want to take the time at the end of every day to make sure I go through all of that and just make it easier for myself in the long run. I also want to take another 10 minutes a day I guess to jot down some impactful interventions I have or meaningful interactions just because I know that'll be handy for me in interviews down the line and it's going to be really hard to recall those as I'm really focused on what I'm doing during that interview time period as well as just sitting in an interview and coming up with them off the top of my head probably won't be my best bet. I also want to just in every situation I'm in immerse myself 
in that institution, really just not only understanding how the system works that I'm in, but also truly be a team member there, really give my all to it and make the most of every situation. I think it's really beneficial to yourself as well as to patients and the people you work with if you're able to be a fun person to work with, a valuable team member. And so really just finding ways that I can provide further benefit to a situation and just be as pleasant to work with because I love working with pleasant people. And so I think other people do. And so it's just nice when you get along with others around you. And it also helps to make not only your learning experience better, but hopefully you're able to provide excellent top-notch care to patients. And then my last goal is to not break a bone because P1 year, I actually broke my foot and did my first month of rotations in a boot. And that was really fun, except for it wasn't because I would stand for eight hours once a week and all my weight would be shifted to my left foot. And now I don't know if I'm able to stand with like weight on my right foot. I've noticed it a lot more these days for some reason. But yeah, if I could walk out of my rotations physically in one piece, mentally in one piece, fantastic. I seem to have issues with physically walking out of things in one piece, but Again, it's good to set goals for yourself. But with all of that being said, I think that goes ahead and wraps up everything I wanted to touch upon, all things quarantine, all things appy prep. And next week actually starts my first rotation. I'm so excited to be able to share that journey with you. And I think it'll follow like a daily wrap up type of thing. So I think that's going to be really fun to be able to share with you all. And so... Yeah, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.